Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast, presented by Paul Spain, Bradley Burrows and guests. Hello and welcome to episode number 23 of the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Wahoo! Yeah, we've made it uh, right through to the end of Microsoft's uh, WPC conference here, uh, Worldwide Partner Conference here in Los Angeles. It's uh, it's day four, and uh, oh, man, it's it's been a lot of fun doing these uh, these special episodes here in, in LA. Yeah, look, I mean, we've, we've had an absolute ball. Um, as we stated at the start of this whole series, this has um, been a series of podcasts sort of bringing together what's been going on at WPC, or World Partner Conference. But yeah, we've seen some amazing things, met some amazing people. Uh, and today's episode, we're, we're going to actually wrap up um, what we've discussed and seen and try and bring everything together over the next sort of 40 minutes around uh, what we've sort of pulled together from Microsoft Strategy. Um, and hopefully we've also got um, Kiwi on campus. We, we interview Adam Hall and we speak with um, Scott Green from Datacom as well. So we've got a really busy show today. Yeah, it is. definitely is. And um, again, uh, just our, our thanks uh, go out to, uh, to Microsoft uh, and their, um, their New Zealand partner team, Brent Colbert and his team, uh, for bringing us up here and uh, giving us this opportunity to cover the event. Um, it's, a, it's certainly a, a privilege to be able to uh, do this and uh, to be able to represent New Zealand in this way as well because we, uh, we understand that uh, we've, we've had listeners really coming in from, from right across the Asia-Pacific region and, and even other parts of the world. So, um, you know, hi to all of, all of you who aren't regular listeners to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Uh, we certainly appreciate have you, having you uh, listening in. Um, so, yeah, a, a great week overall. I think a lot of a lot of topics that have been covered throughout the sessions. There's been you know so many opportunities for uh, Microsoft partners to be able to network with other partners from around the world uh, here over the week. I think you know we, we heard that the the number uh, in attendance was in the sort of fifteen thousand uh, region. And you know, great opportunities really also to uh, to to keep up with the play on what Microsoft uh, um, has been doing for the last little while, and also catch something of Microsoft's vision uh, for the next twelve months ahead. That's been great, um, and yeah, I've quite enjoyed seeing some of the new the new hardware that's coming through. We've we've caught glimpses and the keynotes of of. Uh, Things such as the new Windows Phone uh, handsets that are coming out later on in the year. They look really sexy. And that Samsung, well, beautiful. I love it. Yeah, really. yeah. It looks kind of a little bit like the Galaxy S S2 um, hardware, very slick and sleek, uh, but but running the Windows Phone operating system, that, that Mango version when it comes out. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a nice one. We didn't see anything from Nokia here, but um, you know they've got their handsets coming out as well, so that's that's something else to uh, to look forward to. Yeah, uh, we saw a lot of like as Paul mentioned, we saw a lot of new hardware as well, a lot of tablets slash slates floating around, but I think also we also saw a lot of hardware in the marketplace where the full factor of the PC now of the laptop has got 
uh, moved away from that rectangular box that we've all sort of had to now a very sleek design. And, and they, they do look very Apple-like. I mean, that's the benchmark. I think I've said that a few times. But we're now getting PCs which have style, uh, class, and you, you're not afraid to pull it out in front of a bunch of Mac users and actually go, wow, I've actually got something that looks as good as yours. I mean, we had the Samsung, but there's also an Acer floating around. There's a whole range of, of hardware now. It's good to see the hardware manufacturers that were at WPC trying to push that out now. I mean, Paul, you and I played in, the, in some of the marketplace stores with some of this hardware. I mean, what did you think? Yeah, no, great, great to see uh, the new the new things that are coming through, and yeah, you know, certainly my hope that that we'll we'll keep seeing the best of those things make their way uh, through into into all the international markets, especially New Zealand, uh, from our perspective, because sometimes what happens is some of those those uh, more unique products only make it into certain parts of the world. Yeah. So you know, I hope we'll see those. Uh, very nice to get our hands on the new uh, Microsoft Surface device, the Surface 2 2.0. That's uh, that's a that's some yeah. really cool kit there. So yeah, really enjoyed that. Uh, also enjoyed uh, over the last few days just catching some some of the the little uh, news snippets and announcements, some of which have been uh, clearer than than others. So that, you know, there's been some you know things such as or announcements that have been made. Here at um, at the Microsoft Worldwide Partner Conference, that you know, obviously are, are formal announcements, such as hearing uh, release dates for um, you know Microsoft System Center uh, suite uh, coming up uh, at the end of this year. Uh, we've had also had uh, released this weekend to uh, into beta the new version of Microsoft Intune or Windows Intune yep. uh, software. And yeah, there were other bits and pieces, you know, through those slides we saw that which we've talked about in some of the other episodes this week, uh, such as um, Windows 8, and that was that was on a on a slide from um, from Kevin Turner, I think, yeah. uh, highlighting uh, or mentioning that in in Microsoft's FY12, which you know refers to the to the period between now and and the end of June next year. So. Um, that's um, some indication that maybe we will uh, we will see Windows 8 released in the first half of next year. Uh, although you know, not that wasn't an entirely a clear one. Uh, but yeah, a few bits of bits of information coming through like that, which, which give us a bit of a, a little bit of a picture of, of what's ahead. So if we step back, day one, we had Steve B come out, Steve Barmer come out and, and do it. And for me, that was a really different Steve Barber presentation. I've seen him speak a few times and he really came out and delivered a message for me. That's what I felt. I, I was sitting to a lot with a lot of partners around me and, and the messaging that overall has been really clear and concise, gone only 30 or 40 PowerPoints, it's now three or four slides, very clear messaging and, and I felt that you know they got across about the cloud but also around the other parts of the business as well. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on day one I suppose? Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed um, you know, hearing you know from those that spoke, and and uh, you know I, I do enjoy you know hearing from that level within the business, and you know hearing what it what it is that um, you know that uh, Steve Barmer thinks is most important to communicate, and yeah, you know he he was he was um, continuing to push as he has done in previous years. The importance of the cloud, but you know, I guess that story carries a lot more weight 
now that we've seen the products that have come through and the things that are coming up, you know, some of those are released, such as Office 365, but then we heard a story about, you know, other uh, changes coming through in, in Office 365 uh, and how that will tie into Microsoft CRM um, towards the end of the year. And, you know, we, we heard about the, um, the system center uh, announcements as well and, and, and some of those details about how Microsoft is, is putting a huge effort into creating a tool set to manage uh, both private and public cloud, uh, you know, implement systems implementations, and uh, yeah, that, that was really good to good to hear, and and it, and it um, all of yeah all of those announcements really backed up what uh, what Steve Barmer was saying, and yeah, we also heard about uh, you know from Steve Barmer about Microsoft's commitment to to their partner network and and you know how that has been and, and continues to be important to Microsoft's long-term success. Yeah, I think afterwards we heard from uh, someone from the Windows team talking around Windows 7, where we're at right now, around Windows XP. Um, the 400 million copies of Windows 7 being sold, but there's 300 million um, installations of Windows XP still out there. A thousand days to go until Windows XP dies, to quote, Steve mm. uh, and and I think it's, that was sort of hit home a little bit. That we've only really got three years left before Windows XP is, is off the radar, and that you know partners and, and customers need to start thinking about Windows Seven because the easiest way to go to Windows Eight, which everyone's excited about from that I've heard from, is that it's going to be on Windows Seven. So getting customers that are out there at the moment off Windows XP onto Windows Seven I think, is a clear message. Um, the other one I took away was that. They want partners to be at least, or to have the latest software installed so that they can talk to the customers saying that we're doing it as well. Um, so for those partners out there that are on Windows XP and, and you know, our older platforms, they're really pushing to get those people up onto the latest and greatest. Um, and then of course, she went and talked a little bit about Windows 8. We were waiting and waiting whether they're gonna show it. Alas, they didn't. So, but yeah, it was a good good set that day. Um, I, felt, you know, I felt that we got a lot out of that one. Yeah, no. Uh, the um, I I think you know each each of the uh, those keynote sessions has been very good. You know, quite different from day to day, and uh, you know, but I think yeah, yeah, yeah. All all of them valuable. I really enjoyed uh, the the interview that we heard uh, with Sir Richard Branson. That that was great. It yeah. was really nice to have um, the. The participation of the partners. So most, you know, the questions that were being asked by John Roskell, who who heads up the the partner side of Microsoft, uh, those were questions actually being submitted by partners that were there uh, or that yeah they've been here at at WPC, and uh, that was that was really cool. Yeah. So so day two. Now we had uh, Satar Nadal, we had Steve Guggenheim, and we had. Uh, Andy Lee's come out on stage. Um, now, Satar is obviously the head of the server and tools business, uh, and he, he talked around a lot around Windows Server 8 at the point in time. 
Uh, and you and I snuck off to a session later. We actually got to see Windows 8. We'll go there to a second. Yeah, Windows yeah. Server 8. Yeah, well, well yeah, he, he, he alluded to it. He alluded a bit to Windows Server 8 in that session. Didn't give too much away. No. Really, he, 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 he made some comments that... Uh, yeah, that, that you could take a few things from, but uh, yeah, didn't uh, didn't give anything concrete, right? Yeah, and, and Mary Jo, in our interview with Mary Jo yesterday, she um, obviously that was one of her favourite parts of seeing the Windows Server 8 and how far along it is. I mean, it is a running OS at the moment. It's got a lot of features, from what we understand, that that are going to be game changers. And, and we saw one of them, which was the Hyper-V uh, replica, I think it's called. That's right. And um, you know, that was a stunning piece of technology built into the enterprise and data center versions of server. So fantastic. Yeah, yeah, really exciting. And and one of the other things that you know that that you get when you're in this environment, you get to talk to some of the other people. Uh, you get to, you know, you hear different things, and of course, you know, it was, it was too soon for, for them to make any other announcements, but, uh, you know, we're getting a handle that, um, you know, there's a whole bunch more that's going to be coming in the Windows Server uh, 8 or Server 2012 product, which, yeah. which is exciting. Then, then we saw Andy Lee's the, uh, mobile phone guy, and that was really good. I mean, they did a lot of demonstrations um, around uh, Mango and talked around showing us a lot of, uh, they showed us the new Link client running on Mango. We'll, we'll talk about Link in a second. But, I mean, we, we've, we've been Mango, if you like, for a little while. But is there anything that you got out of that session that we didn't really know at that point in time, or was it pretty much we had it already? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's always nice to, to, to see maybe a, a slick demo of technology that you, you maybe already have, but you, you haven't seen it in that context. That can be good. It was great to see those new handsets that are coming through, right, because yeah. that, that's something new. It was a worldwide first to see those products that, that were actually shown. They haven't been uh, announced or shown off anywhere else. So we were the first in the world as we were, you know, we were sitting there and only a few meters away as they showed off these products. So uh, that's, I think that's one of the things that I enjoy about WPC is, you know, you're right there as some of these, you know, these world first announcements are actually happening and, and, and you're hearing it sort of from, from the horse's mouth as it were. Yeah. Uh, that's good. That's good. And, and you, you capture something of, of, what Mike, what Microsoft's vision is, but also of what they see as being really important to their partners, that is going to help the partners succeed. Um, so yeah, the, the phones were certainly part of that, and I think the way they were they were um, making that a focus highlights how Microsoft sees the importance of uh, the partners being involved in bringing Windows phones out to customers. Yeah, and alongside that, we saw some of the newer. Um, Laptop and and um, you know so on uh, devices yes. coming through and again that, you know those are those are essential for um, uh, for the partner community to um, um, to know what's coming through and to be able to bring that out to the customer base to meet um, the specific needs of you know of various customers out there. We also saw a really fantastic demo with Link. Uh, for me, I didn't realize how big Link was going to be in this thing and they really pushed it. Um, it's a billion dollar uh, business opportunity. There's a, new, uh, there's a new partner competency around Link. But they actually showed where they talked around these, these three screens in the cloud or three devices, small screen, medium screen, large screen. And you know we saw that, they, they, and, that they, and that's alluding to the you know to the to the phone, the tablet. to the tablet or PC or laptop, 
and to the actual television. Yeah, and, and we saw great, I think, a great example of that type of technology with Link, where they did a demo of the new Link client, as you talked about on Mango. They showed us uh, the Link client working on um, on a PC, and then went to this really amazing touchscreen device and showed Link working there. And, and that was really good. They showed us some Bing translation built into Link now, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that was that was neat, wasn't it? Yeah. They, start, they typed somebody typed up a message. And it translated, you know, translated that instant message chat to, uh, you know, to suit the recipient at the other end. Yeah. You know, that, that sort of stuff is, is fantastic. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that, you know, New Zealand customers or New Zealand partners will see opportunities where that would be of use to their customers. Yeah, you know, you know, in New Zealand, most of us only speak one language. Uh, but more and more, New Zealand businesses are starting to uh, interact and and do uh, business all around the world. So that, that would be a useful tool. And it's just you know one of many examples of what can be done with Link. That's a great segue into our next interview, actually, because we've um, whilst we've been here, there's a lot of Kiwis that have actually migrated up to um, different software businesses in America. And um, we actually had the privilege today of spending some time with Adam Hall, who's migrated from um, Auckland, New Zealand, up to the Microsoft Redmond campus. So we're going to spend some time with Adam now and have a quick chat with him. So we're here um, at WPC with uh, an ex-Kiwi who's moved up to the uh, Redmond campus. Adam Hall, welcome. Welcome, again. So um, what's your role at Microsoft currently at the moment? So I uh, sit inside the System Centre product team and I am what's called a technical product manager. So I sit between the engineering teams of System Centre, the guys that are writing the code and delivering the product, and I sit in the marketing organisation which then takes that out to the market uh, in terms of customers and partners. So you guys have obviously got a very exciting year or years coming up. Um, what are some of the things that you're really looking forward to in the next sort of 12 to 18 months? Yeah, so, so I think uh, System Centre 2012 is a, is a big shift for us and we're moving away from uh, being able to deliver infrastructure level stuff into the private cloud. So it means we can have a very different conversation about how to take our customers from the dynamic data centre they're in today and a virtualization story uh, moving forward to delivering applications as services and being able to monitor them as such and then really starting to bridge that on-premise to public cloud um, kind of chasm that exists today. Mm. And so, you know, you, you obviously got a pretty major role within within Microsoft. Now, how did you get to that point? You know, from from starting with Microsoft in New Zealand, what's been that your sort of career track? Sure, it's quite an interesting one. Yeah, so I started with uh, with Microsoft in New Zealand back in 2008. So I'm in my fourth year. Uh, I came on board uh, to Microsoft as an ATS, an account technology strategist, uh, working with some of the big customers in New Zealand, and, and did that for a couple of years. And, and really, um, from a career perspective, I wanted to move away from uh, talking about the products out in the field to really trying to build better products um, and the way to do that with Microsoft is to move to Redmond and work in one of the product teams and so really from uh, my own perspective I just started talking to people up here um, started looking at different product groups in terms of all based on my skill sets where would I best fit into the campus where do my interests lie where's my passion um, and really for me that came down to uh, server and tool 
tools, which was either going to be Windows Server, uh, SQL Server, or the System Center team. And so I looked at a variety of roles across those three groups, uh, and I ended up landing in the System Center team uh, simply because at that point in time we were just starting to, to build uh, towards System Center 2012. I got a view into what that was going to look like. Very exciting, and now it's uh, over the last 15 months that I've been up here, we've started to build, and, and we see, saw some announcements this week. Uh, there's certainly a lot more to come yet as well. So it's a very exciting time, uh, and really looking forward to, to being able to message that out to the rest of the world. So you, you've obviously relocated your entire family up to Redmond, correct? In Seattle, there. So what's been the big adjustments you guys have had to make as a family migrating out of New Zealand and up into the into the United States? Yeah, there's been a few things, and, and it has been a very smooth transition, I must say. Um, we both, uh, both myself and my wife Amanda, really like it up here. Um, our kids have fit in very well, and uh, you know, Microsoft does a great job of moving you. you other than filling in a crap load of forms uh, for the U.S. government and so forth, um, they do a really good job of actually relocating you, um, getting used to driving on the right hand side of the road. Um, you know, it's not something I'd ever done before, other than sort of on vacation. So actually doing that, and when you first get here, you've got 30 days to redo all your driver's licenses. So when you come as a visitor, you can use it for a bit longer but when you come as a resident um, and to stay you've got 30 days to go and reset your theory test and reset your practical test wow. and, and so basically you get here you landed your jet lag and you're like holy we've got to go do this right now so you've got to get the road code you've got to do the new laws it's some of them are state laws and so forth and then you've got to go do your driving test again and so that was a really interesting experience because I'm, I'm 37 and I've had my license for you know 20 up 21 years and, and then going for a driving test Test and having this lady next to you who's you know pretty tough and just glaring at you, waiting for you to screw up and go wrong, that was actually a really nerve-wracking experience. So that, that was one of my first experiences uh, there. But you obviously succeeded in that. I one. did. We I just passed. I, uh, I passed the driving test okay, but I only just scraped through on the on the theory test. There's some very weird questions in there. Um, getting used to even just things like finding different food. Um, you know, uh, we, we try and eat fairly healthy, and in America you can do that if you know where to go shopping. Um, and trying to find, you know, in, in New Zealand we tended to go to one supermarket and you got everything. Here we tend to go to three. Um, you go to Costco for the big stuff, which is just insane amounts of food for a very low price. You've got Whole Foods, which is really healthy. You've got Trader Joe's, which has more traditional foods. So you, you just got to change the way you do things. Um, and so, other than that, um, finding a house with bought a house up here, settled in, uh, you know, getting to know the neighbourhood. Washington State's, I think, six, seven million people, something like that. So, you know, Greater Seattle's got the same amount of people that, that New Zealand does. So there's a lot more people, the infrastructure's a lot different and a lot bigger. Um, but that's really, there's a couple of things that come out just from the transition of actually moving here. And, and from a Microsoft New Zealand culture, Adam and I used to work together, so from that culture to now the Redmond culture, what have been some of the big differences and changes, pros and cons? So I think um, what I got told before I came in, and it's very, very true, is that um, your view on the world is a lot different. Uh, so you know, the Microsoft subsidiaries are execution machines. They, they pick everything up. They're out there talking to customers in the real world, implementing the products and really evangelizing them. The view that, that I sort of have from Redmond now is sort of at a much, I, I, I use the word higher, I don't really mean above, but it's just different that you're looking at the global view. The holistic it, view, basically. The holistic view of, you know, there's a world out there. 
Australia and you've got the big buckets of the Americas and the Europeans and the, and the Asia pack kind of thing and you don't get down into that level of detail and it's more uh, much more future looking so we're working on things that we won't even talk about for four or five months yet and, and we're working on what that longer term vision looks like of you know we're already in, in planning for System Centre Wave 14 um, which is the one after System Centre 2012 and we're in planning for that now um, and so that's the kind of thing that you know the downside of that is sometimes you lose a view of the real world and you forget that you're working with code bases and thought patterns and so forth that we haven't even talked about yet and then you go talk to a real customer and you forget that they're still N minus two or N minus one and you're dealing with N plus one at best and sometimes N plus two. So it's a very different mindset um, and we try and do a lot of what we call EBCs, uh, Executive Briefing Center meetings with customers. And, and that's our grounding. That's the go sit in front of a big customer or even just small customers and really get that view of where are you today? And it's that reality check of, you know what, actually you're still back here and there's a lot of work to get to where we are today and then we're selling this future of what it's going to look like and sometimes there's a big gap there um, and it's that real, real world grounding of coming back to reality of, whoa, yeah, that, that's just where the world's at. Um, and I look at what we're doing with System Center 2012, we're talking about private clouds and donate app applications and stuff. There's this massive amount of work to be done to take existing applications and structures today and make them work in this new world. Mm. It's very, very different. Uh, and I had a conversation on the booth there at WPC yesterday where a customer came in and said, I'm building a new app and I want to understand how to build it to work in a private cloud. And I was like, we haven't actually even released the tools to do that yet. We're talking about the tools that are going to come out later this year that will let you do that. And they're already thinking about how to create an app that works in a private cloud. Um, and the closest approximation to that today is to go and develop the app on, on Windows Azure yep. and understand how that works because it's a very similar mindset. So that was basically the guidance I gave him. But it was that, wow, people are starting to look at this already. Um, so it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it was uh, it was exciting at the keynote uh, today to just see that uh, that bigger picture view that uh, Microsoft as an organisation is getting of things. We saw uh, in in the uh, the slide about uh, System Centre 2012. Uh, I think the announcement was that it was coming uh, October November timeframe. But we saw in there uh, this management capability, not only for uh, private cloud, but also looking at Android and Apple systems and so on. That's quite a changing view, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, there is, and both on the consumerization client and the data private cloud side um, you know, the the reality is that there's a load of different consumer devices out there that we need to be able to manage and we recognize that and we're working very hard for things like configuration manager to be able to work with the non-windows platforms and every other mobile device out there and then on the data center side um, the reality is that there's a deep penetration of VMware out there and you know we're not going to be able to take that out overnight so therefore we need to be able to work with it and give our customers that single pane of glass and be able to say you've got a sunk investment in VMware we understand that you can't turn that off because you've got a lot of cost there let's show you how we can put your next workload and build on top of that we embrace the existing um, technology that's there and build on top of it with our own technologies and, that, and that's very different from Microsoft a few years ago we would, yes, we would go for more Microsoft would go for more of a displace yep. now it's an acceptance and accepting that investment and working on top of that so it's obviously there's been a real change in strategy over 
over the last three to four years and moving forward I, I think that's good like you said the Androids and the Googles and stuff like that yeah and, and Kevin Turner said it the best in the in the keynote this morning is that you know competition's good it makes us better and the reality is that VMware's done a great job they've had better technology than us historically and now we're really ramping up and looking at some of the announcements that both VMware and we made yesterday uh, in our keynotes around things like um, the, the the Windows codename server 8 uh, some of the stuff where we talked about there yesterday and, and anyone wants to read that go and have a look at Mary J Foley's blog about what was there um, you know we're doing the same things that they are and but we're building it into the product and not um, effectively taxing our customers to be able to use those technologies they're all going to be part of the base product so um, you know we're working very hard we need to embrace that we need to give our customers a path from where they are today to where we, you know we want to take them and the way not to do that is to go head to head and try and say hey sorry Mr. Customer you got a big investment there throw that away that's not going to happen we have to build over the top and we have to show them that we've got great technology we've got a great solution and we're going to leverage what they've got today and then take them on the journey moving forward and that applies to partners as well doesn't it yeah. I mean a lot of partners invested in VMware training yeah. and, and resources and we've got to be able to work together to actually recognise that investment as well absolutely I, I did a presentation on Sunday with my GM Garth Fort and uh, and we were we were, we had a very special session with just some major VMware partners right um, and, and they were blown away by where we were today and what we're dropping later this year and they were like wow we didn't realise that's how mature your product set was and what you're doing there and the way you're going to structure that um, and, and certainly the partners are seeing that the world is is not just blinkered for one virtualization product it's it's a lot broader than that no and we saw a bit of that in the keynote too as they showed the um, the market share curve for uh, you know for Hyper-V in the virtualization space now I think uh, up to was around 25 percent uh, VMware, you know, still sitting well, well above that, mm-hmm. um, but but that that picture's you know uh, changing very quickly, isn't it? Yeah, and you see that we're in the Gartner Leaders Quadrant now with the virtualization stack, and that was based on Server 2008 R2 with SV1. Yeah. You know, when they when they start to do that again in the coming years, once we've dropped the the next generation out, uh, certainly uh, I I suspect that we will see that move even even closer. Um, you know, that that was based on in market products today. So, moving back to Adam at, at Microsoft, um, so what's next for you? What's the next couple of years going to hold for you? What's going to hold for the family? And also, are we ever going to see you back at Microsoft New Zealand? <laughs> That's a good question. So, uh, the next couple of years for me uh, will be around getting System Center 2012 out and launched um, later this year. That's a major thing. And, and we're in uh, financial year 12. And for us, this really comes down to six months of content creation and launch planning. And then the second half of the fiscal year from January through to June uh, is going to be about evangelism. And we've got a, a very packed calendar um, in, in, the, in the second half of our fiscal year, January to June, around major events. We have MMS, we have two tech eds, we've got an internal tech ready, uh, we've got a couple of other events that haven't been announced yet as well. It's going to be a jam-packed world tour, if you will, for System Center. Um, so there's a lot going to go on there. Uh, move, moving forward, um, there's a lot of opportunity for me within my existing team. Uh, there's a lot of uh, opportunity to move within the Redmond campus, especially within STB, the Windows Server, SQL, and Systems Center teams are very well connected and all come under one umbrella if you go up the food chain a little bit. So um, I, I can't see uh, me leaving the campus anytime soon. Um, you know, we, we came up here for a for a good long stint. We've bought a house. Uh, we're doing our green cards and all that kind of thing. So you know, we want to see that through. Will you see me? Back 
back in Microsoft New Zealand? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, certainly, Mr. Paul Muckerson said to me on the way out that he hoped to hire me back again in the future. So, uh, uh, if we if we chose to come back to New Zealand, I'd certainly want to come back to Microsoft New Zealand. That's cool. great. That's excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time. No problem. Uh, George, speak to you. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers. All right. Thanks. Wow, that was great having that time with Adam. It was really nice to hear from him again. Obviously, he's a previous colleague of mine, so yeah, he's obviously doing very, very well up at the system centre team, Paul. Yeah, no, great, great to have those insights, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll be able to get some more uh, more snippets from him in the future. I know he knows a lot more about what's coming <laughs> up with uh, System Centre than he's allowed to uh, uh, to reveal to us. I think it's beyond uh, System Centre. I think it's a window that service stuff in there as well. But yeah. like me, he likes his job, so yeah, that's that's um, that's a pity for us. But we will be hearing over the next few months uh, a whole lot more about that. And of course, the um, there's a technology um, uh, preview available of, of System Center 2012 right now, so partners are able to get in there and actually have a look, which yeah. is, is great. And, and that's a great thing, also the um, technology preview of SQL Server Denali got released while we're here. So for a partner that's wanting to see what's moving forward in the BI database space, great time to start downloading these technology previews and, and getting yourself and your business ready for what's coming forward in the next few months. Well, the new SQL Server just looks like a phenomenal phenomenal release it, it seems a lot bigger than uh, I guess last time around we you know we had a it was an R2 release right 2008 R2 uh, this is a, a full-blown release again and some really significant uh, improvements in the product from both performance perspective and a features perspective, particularly around the business intelligence capabilities. Yeah, they really seem really hot in BI at the moment. And I mean, they've built um, they've built a product similar to what we have in PowerPoint now. I'm sorry, PowerPivot. But they've built that into SQL. Um, project named has just eluded me right now. Skip edit that out. <laughs> so yeah, and, and that will allow people to do some really amazing things with the BI capabilities. So, but moving along, day three. That was yesterday for us. So, what did you take out? And we had we had a really good session with Kevin Turner, and we had Sir Richard Branson. So, let's talk about Kevin Turner first off. Well, Kevin Turner, you know, he would he was all fired up, and just you know, a really solid communicator. It was it was quite enjoyable Chris to message, to, wasn't to, it? to, uh, to hear what he had to say. And I um, yeah, I enjoyed the way that he. He focused on each of Microsoft's main competitors and talked about what Microsoft is, is doing and, and with a lot of confidence too. And I think he had he had the partners, he had the crowd, um, you know, taking it on board and, and accepting the things he had that he had to say. He had, you know, he had good stats and numbers to uh, to back up why why Microsoft has um, you know is either already doing well uh, or is heading in a very strong direction in, in all of the areas. And, you know, he was talking about Google. He was talking about uh, Apple and the you know, other business, the business um, uh, ones as well. Yep. So um, another big announcement was obviously around the Microsoft Partner Network. Uh, they seem to have pulled everything from four different portals to one pane of glass type environment now, where we can just look down and actually have one view to get in and get all the things out of there. And that was, I think, that's a really powerful thing. I mean, we've got Pinpoint, we've got the. Uh, 
it's supported so that you've got the software that gets provided and we've also got all this pre-done marketing material and for partners if you want to go out and run your own campaign you've got all this collateral there that's been provided as part of the goal of a silver partner and i think the npm portal allows is a, is a very valuable tool and for me i learned a lot about that because it's an area i'm kind of weak on and i realized actually how strong it is now and how they've done invested so much money 5.8 billion dollars that was correct yeah that, that's what the yeah, i think it was either yeah 5.8 billion uh across the partner yeah, yeah into the into the partner community uh, over a 12-month period which yeah, it sounds sounds like a lot of money. I don't know exactly what what that consists of, and whether they're talking about whether that you know includes uh, you know rebates back to partners for uh, cloud sales and so on. But certainly, that that's big dollars that uh, are heading in that direction. So um, yeah, it's, it's positive to hear. The other the other two things for me was the um, solution incentive program or SIP. Um, they've got a new link one, and they've also merged together the management and virtualization. Um, which I think really shows that they've got some big bets around FY12 around the link server, as you talked about earlier from day two, and also the virtualization and management stuff from day two, and that's seen in Windows Server and Systems Center products. So they are trying to have a more cohesive story. Um, it, it was good. I mean, yeah, I really like what he had to say. You know, it was the, the right partners were on board. But then we moved on to Sir Richard Branson and didn't know what to expect here. Wow. What an amazing man to listen to! Yeah, I thought maybe he was going to come up and give a speech, but it was actually, it was actually much more enjoyable that it was just a chat. Yeah. And uh, you know, he got asked these various quest- questions that uh, had come in from the partners, and they were very good. One of them was very entertaining. Um, do, do you recall the the, uh, the one? There was a, a a partner that asked a particular uh, question from the uh, Netherlands um, to do with. Um, Virgin's one of Virgin's uh, divisions or, or companies, I think the Virgin Money Stores using Connect, no, using the, yeah, a Connect type device in the money stores. And yeah, he asked he, he asked Sir Richard if, if they were going to be using this technology, and then he said, well, if you if you are or if you're interested, would you take my business card? And uh, he had attached his business card to the, the piece of paper which he filled the question out on. And so, um, you know, this chap managed to get his business card into uh, into the hands of, of Sir Richard Branson, which was which was quite a little poo yeah. for him, I'm, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, that that was a bit of fun. Uh, but yeah, the way uh, the way the questions were responded to was 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 great, and definitely worth uh, worth listening in, into if you uh, if you get a chance. Uh, and some of that we we covered off in uh, in yesterday's podcast. Yeah, I mean, I think that Sir Richard Branson also has some inter- interesting philosophies around his staff, and he, he sort of took the approach that he went out and actually became friends with the staff and had them bought them on the journey with them, and he made sure everyone was there. Um, he, you know, he talks around, look, if, if CEOs or IT managers are trying to have a successful team, don't fight the change. If you do have people that want a job share or work from home, embrace it and show what's going on, because if everyone believes in, and believes in what you're doing, you'll actually have a more successful team. And it's quite a, that's a new way of thinking versus I think the old way of thinking, which is I'm the boss, I shouldn't socialize with my team, da 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 da. And he actually had a different approach, and obviously it's worked for him. <laughs> He's a very rich man, uh, but yeah, I really liked hearing that approach. And there was a, there was a lot of feedback from the partners around us that were they were going, they were clapping and loving that. 
stuff. And the other thing, obviously, was he talked about his space endeavors, which he's hopefully going to be flying himself and his family up into the stratosphere into space next year. Yeah, he, he said that's what he's going to be doing next year, having his family are, are off to space. So, you know, this uh, Virgin Galactic thing, which we've heard about for so many years, uh, looks as though it's, uh, you know, it, it's coming to a point where... Uh, where it's going to be happening and uh, you know th- those who can afford it will be able to get up in space and he made an interesting comment he said look he said look looking around the room uh, he said the majority of you will be in a position to be able to afford if you want to to uh, to become a space tourist over the you know sometime in the next decade that's you know w- w- what he's predicting in terms of the the cost of uh, of heading into space coming down the other thing that was quite cool around that in terms of technology wise uh, w- was he was he was talking about the opportunity that you know this uh, flying into space and back um, or the the impact it may have on future international travel and uh, yeah he talked about the journey he'd just made he'd been in Australia and and uh, had come up to LA How, you know in the future that could be something that uh, that maybe takes you know takes three hours for for that journey if it's a uh, you know fly fly up into the stratosphere and come back down again. So be, that would be cool, wouldn't it? It'd be amazing. Then thirteen hours we've got. It'd be, it'd be just like a flight from from Auckland to to uh, to Sydney sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but you'd actually you know get uh, nearly halfway around the world. Pretty cool. All right, so we're in here with uh, Scott Houston from uh, Green Button in Wellington. Uh, great to have you with us. Congratulations on your award to yesterday. Oh, thanks so much. It's great to be here. It's a, it's a real fizz, actually. It's, we were just saying before that uh, last year we were on the stage uh, just before Bill Clinton. Uh, this year we're uh, Windows Azure uh, Partner of the Year. Uh, actually, we're also finalists in the uh, BizSpark category and... Um, Finalists in the HPC category, so it's wonderful. Wow, just trying to figure out how we, <laughs> yeah, just trying to figure out how we can top that for next year. Oh, I've already told you that one. You've got my <laughs> idea by Google. And I think you <laughs> so, I mean, what have your thoughts been around WPC of what you've seen so far? Uh, I think the first WPC, which was in uh, Washington last year, that, w- that was the first time I'd been to one of these conferences, and and, and for me it was really, boy, we you know we picked the right horse here in terms of cloud. Steve Barmer started off the uh, uh, his presentation last year, the keynote with, oh cloud, oh cloud, oh cloud, right. and, and since then you know we've just seen this commitment to to the cloud from Microsoft that, that I think surpasses anybody. And, and what I was really interested to hear today with Kevin Turner's speech was that. Microsoft have, have, are investing $9 billion in R&D, and, and, and the bulk of that will be in, in cloud and cloud services. Yep, and, and that's 50% more than any other company in the IT sector and more than any other company in the world in R&D. And you combine together, you know, Apple, Google, BlackBerry, a whole bunch of players, and you add together all that they're spending, and it, you know, and combined it doesn't matter what Microsoft I, is spending. I so know. It's a pretty impressive, uh, pretty impressive story, and, and it seems like we're just now starting to see, you know, that next wave of, of outcome from that investment over the last couple of years. Yeah, and, and it's a bit the same for us really. We, and we've, we've got nine uh, software applications that are green button enabled and we're really starting to get some great traction in the marketplace and, and for us it's a, it's about you know execution as well. So we've built the product, it's in the market and uh, really it's just about getting the customers using the service. We've got about 5,000 customers now from, from all over the world and it's really just getting that execution, getting the delivery and, and uh, we've got some great stories too. 
to you finding Microsoft as a as a good company to be partnered with? Uh, I, I, you know, I've just been overawed by the level of support and commitment that we've had. Uh, I think you know you've got to give back as well. Uh, so we made a call after WPC last year that, that that we needed to have a presence in the US. So I moved uh, to Silicon Valley. Oh wow! And it's it's made a huge difference in the way that the company is perceived uh, over here. Uh, you know, we're not just traveling in for for meetings. We're here. We can have a coffee. Get on a plane. And so they, uh, I think the co- our partners and Microsoft have seen our level of commitment. And uh, we've just hired a guy who's based in Seattle, and he's ex Microsoft. So uh, you know, it really feels like a you know really you know beautiful partnership. That's great. And you get value out of out of having a number of your team attend the conference because you know it's not just you that's here, right? You've yeah. got a, a bunch of you here. There's there's five of us here. Yeah. So and, and it's all about partners. So we you know we've got about I don't know twenty leads so far of software companies that are interested in putting the green button into their soft into wow. their software. Uh, you know we're, we're we're meeting them. We're meeting uh, you know Microsoft execs. They're they're opening the door to us. Um, Chris Teeling, our CEO, had lunch with Steve Barmer on Monday. So yeah, it's just and it's great for a New Zealand company to have those doors open. I mean, oh, totally. you know, we're a very small company in the, in the sorry, country in respect, and you know, we've just been speaking to a lot of Kiwis that are doing some amazing things. And you know, we're, we're having life with Steve Barmer, we're working on people at Microsoft. Got, it's just great to see the yeah. Kiwi innovation leader. You know? and, and I think there's a there's a there's a real deep regard for New Zealand, and they see us as agile, as innovative, uh, uh, you know, quite creative, irreverent, and so all of the things that, that Microsoft likes. And you know, I I've been, I've been stunned at, you know, I've, I've always perceived Microsoft as being a bit sort of stuffy, but boy, they're not. They're fun people, they work hard, they play hard, and, you know, and that's sort of very synergistic with the Kiwi culture as and, well. And how, what's led that to that change of perception? Were you, was that an outside view before, and then once you got to know people within Microsoft, and how have you come yeah, to that? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it was probably naivety or, or uh, ignorance on my part. So we, I hadn't, you know, I, I hadn't worked as closely with, with Microsoft, and I've worked for other multinationals. Uh, I worked for Compaq and for Silicon Graphics, uh, both great companies. But I'm, I'm just uh, I'm just overawed with the, with the, the the culture that Microsoft has. I think there's a culture that's developed, especially mm. over the last six years. Yeah. I think we're starting to see, you know, it's great to have a lot of investment. You're starting to see the output of that as well, and the culture. People are positive about what they're seeing. Totally. It makes a huge difference when everyone, partners, customers, and people that work for the company feel good about the products. Yeah, yeah. And you look at the roadmap and how they're, they're blending everything in together from the home devices to the yep. phone to the tablet to the server right through to the cloud everything's going to be interfaced to the cloud through one operating system you've got to go boy these, these guys are you know they've got it back on oh totally yeah. totally totally yeah so I mean are we going to see you here again at WPC next year you think certainly hope so yeah <laughs> maybe with what uh, 10 of your team <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah was it just you last year uh, actually it was uh, Dave Fellows uh, uh, and myself That's last fine. year so and, and really uh, I spoke on the third day, so I didn't really get to see much of the the, um, the conference. I didn't eat or sleep much before getting on stage in front of fifteen thousand people. So the guy, the conference was kind of over by the time I finished. So this time it's been great to sit back. Um, you know, Viv went up and got the award, and Chris had lunch. So so the team's really shared the the honours, and uh, and and I've had a great chance to just get out and, and meet people. One quick last question: We're in the marketplace area right now. It's a huge marketplace, one hundred and eighty stores. I think they said. What's the one thing you've Drank on. Wow. Uh, you know, I haven't <laughs> walked around enough. <laughs> <laughs>
Fair enough. Yeah, I've got a, I've sat down in the Asia booth and, and spoken with some folks. Um, no, I haven't seen anything that's really knocked my socks off from the store point of view. But I really came to hear the messages from the execs, and, and that uh, that's really reinforced, you know, our bet on Microsoft and Microsoft's cloud, and and, and they're 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 behind this thing 100. percent Great. That's excellent. All right. Well, thank thanks for your time. We really thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Much appreciated. Yeah, awesome. So, Paul, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's been a uh, it's been a great week. I've really really enjoyed it. It's been tiring. There's been a lot going on with all the events during the, the you know every every day, early starts, some uh, some pretty late nights. Uh, those were those were certainly fun, interesting too. Great to um, uh, you know to take in all that content during the day, but some valuable uh, networking and and uh, and time just just hanging out with the various Microsoft staff and you know partners from from around New Zealand and, and others that we've met internationally so um, yeah a great week great week overall how have you liked it Brad? Yeah I mean it's been fantastic to be over here and, and see all the partners but also see all the innovation that's going on at the moment with what the partners are doing with the software um, I think Microsoft tends to push out the software in quite a generic fashion and partners are bending and twisting making it work in the real world and that's been really really interesting to see the innovation layer and there's, there's a lot of excitement there there's a lot of Kiwis that are doing really really well in the world um, and, you know, we definitely punch above our weight, which is great for New Zealand. You know, hopefully we get these people back to help out. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been an awesome, awesome week. Um, really enjoyed doing the show. So yeah, we're gonna. It's gonna be a shame. It's gonna be a bit different being home soon. Hopefully, it's a bit warmer than what I've been hearing. Yeah, yeah. Well, for those that are listening in, if you want to keep up to date with, uh, you know, with hearing the, the bits and pieces that Brad and I've got to say. Then um, you'll find us on on Twitter. Brad, what's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is at Brad Bor B R A D B O R. Okay, and mine is at Paul Spain. So nice and nice and simple. Um, and you know, for those that are listening in, if you're uh, you know if you represent a, a conference or uh, or a particular product that you think uh, would be good to have focused. Uh, or featured on the uh, the New Zealand Tech Podcast, uh, or possibly on our future global tech podcast that we're going to be announcing uh, shortly. Then uh, yeah, get in touch. Let us know we're uh, we're you know we're interested in, in covering all sorts of events that relate to uh, that relate to the tech world. Um, and uh, yeah, look, we uh, we appreciate all of you listening in, and we hope that you will join us next week as we get back into our uh, regular episodes and I, I just want to say a big thank you to the uh, Microsoft Partner Network um, audio television team um, Paul and myself did a little bit of TV work while we're over here which is a bit of an experience uh, but yeah to Kat Tilling and all her team there we just want to say a big thank you um, it's been great to work with you guys and hopefully we'll do it again soon yeah thanks to Kat Justin and uh uh, Kelly. Kelly, the rest of the, the rest of the crew that were involved, uh, the guys from Barbet as well. Yeah, absolutely enjoyed working with you. Uh, a real pleasure, and uh, we, you know we hope to be able to do something there again in the future too. Uh, for those that uh, that didn't catch any of that, then uh, look up the uh, MicrosoftPartnerNetwork.com um, to be able to catch. The, uh, the details of the broadcast. Have I got that URL right, Brad? Yeah, no, um, or you can go to ustream.tv forward slash um, MS Partner. Okay, okay. MS Partner, and you can find us on there. So, yeah, yeah it's been great. Uh, so, this is it. Yep, so that's uh, that's us. So, yeah, look forward to catching you on next week's episode. Of course, you can find us as usual. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, at NZ Tech Podcast 
or if you'd like to give us a like on Facebook, we appreciate that, facebook.com slash Podcast and come and visit us online nztechpodcast.com thanks very much thanks very much back to the normal show next week guys see ya this is us over bye